Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story, not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject, so I want you to invite family and friends. Get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax, and learn Bible truth. Good day, saints. Today is Sunday, July the 3rd. It is the day before the 4th of July. Now, as I promised on yesterday, I would play some continuous prayers. Now, one of the reasons I chose to do this is because um, while talking to people and learning about people and, and especially Christians, they don't know how to pray. They don't know God's word, so they don't know the importance of praying God's word back to him. So what I am going to share with you today are prayers, continuous prayers about healing, about deliverance, about rebuking the devil. And it's all based on God's word, praying his words back to him because God has promised to confirm his words and so what I want you to do is meditate on these prayers, listen, take it seriously, go into a private room and let this be all about God and his words. Let his words penetrate your spirit, which is your heart and your soul, which is your, your mind, your thought process. Just meditate on these prayers. And I hope that you allow these prayers to bless you. Like every living person on this earth, I've experienced good days and bad days. I've had days where I've been strong, days where I feel as though I can mount up with wings like an eagle, days where I pray and feel as though I could touch the gates of heaven. 10 minutes would go by, 20 minutes would go by, and it would still feel as though I'm just getting started. These are the days I feel like a giant slayer. I feel empowered by the Holy Spirit. But then there are other days. Days where if I try to pray, it feels like I'm next to a brick wall and my words just keep bouncing off and going nowhere. There are days where I feel as though surely God cannot forgive me again. You know the kind of days where you feel weighted down. You feel as though sin has left a stain, a mark on you that can't be removed. Yes, I've been through days where I felt as though God wouldn't want to save someone like me with all my issues and the sin I struggle with. And it's this issue of struggling with sin that I want to talk about. Have you ever had that feeling where every time you think you're on the right track or on the right path, here comes something, here comes temptation, here comes sin trying to derail you and knock you off the right path? However, I'm glad that the Bible says in Romans 7 and 15, for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. And then Romans 7 verse 18 and 19 says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. It's astonishing that the Apostle Paul, Paul, a servant of the Lord, a man who God performed miracles through, he is opening up about this struggle with sin, the same struggle with sin that I face. He must have had his good days, 
days when he was strong and could cast out demons in the name of Jesus or lay hands on the sick and heal them. But this very same Paul also had bad days where he felt like he took one step forward and two steps back. But here's the thing. Proverbs 24:16 says, For the righteous falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. You see, though we struggle with sin, we can only overcome in Jesus. Though we fall, we can only get back up with the help of the Lord. Though we may indeed stumble, it is in Jesus that we have steady ground. Now let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for being there for me always. Thank you for being the only one I can count on. You've blessed me in my good days, and you've been a friend to me during my bad days. Thank you for being my anchor each time that I've felt as though life is spinning out of control. Thank you for being there, Lord, each time I've fallen. It's by your grace that I've been able to get back up. It's by your mercy and love that I've found the strength to rise again each time I've fallen. Your word says in Micah 7 verse 18, Who is a God like you? pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance. He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. Who is a God like you? There is none who is like you. You have been so kind to forgive my wickedness. I am so privileged that you are patient with me. I am so glad that you are a God who does not retain his anger forever. Father, there are days where I, I feel strong, strong in faith, strong in prayer. But I also go through days where I struggle to believe, where I struggle to pray. Father, during those days, I pray that the Holy Spirit would be my strength. May he strengthen me. May he help me to fight through those difficult days. I desire to be consistent, consistent in my prayer life, consistent in my faith, consistent in my daily pursuit of you, Lord. I pray that I would be so fixed on you, Jesus, that I would have no desire to pursue the things of this world. I refuse to be attracted or enticed by the lust of the flesh or the lusts of this world. Lord, help me to keep my desires away from anything ungodly and everything corrupt in this world. In the name of Jesus, I pray that my mind would always be focused on heavenly things rather than anything here on this earth. I pray that the way I live my life, Lord, would be pleasing to you. May I be a person of integrity who lives their life with the fear of the Lord. Yes, you have given me a free will, but may your will be placed above mine. I pray that the Holy Spirit would be the one to guide me, to speak to me, and to convict and challenge me. Lord, you have given me the freedom to choose how I want to live my life, and I choose to live under the governance of the Word of God. I choose to live and walk on the narrow road that leads to eternal life. I choose to live a life that is led by the fear of God, a life that is led by faith instead of fear. I choose to live a life that glorifies you, a life that is indicative of someone who has been radically transformed by the saving power of Jesus Christ. Father, I praise you. I declare Psalms 95 verse 1 to 3, which says, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. 
be praised for the rest of my days, Lord. You are worthy of all glory. I worship you. In your hands resides all the power on heaven and on earth. And so I submit. I lay down my life for you, Father. I desire to be wrapped in your steadfast love. I pray that your presence would always be strong and rich around me and around my home. I pray that you would find my heart to be full of faith and burning brightly for you. May you find me, Lord, to have a heart that is full of trust and reliance in you. Lord, I pray that I may never be too busy for you. May I never be too tired to pray and give you thanks. I pray that my heart would never be too busy for your word. My heart certainly finds rest and comfort in you because you are an unfailing God. Be glorified now and always. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The more you read the Word of God, the more you'll see that it's filled with powerful promises. There are promises of protection, like in Psalm 121 verses 7 through 8 which say, The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. And then there are promises of provision. Promises like in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, which says, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. You can even find promises concerning life after death because John 11, verse 25 says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. There is a wide variety of promises in the Bible. Promises that should give us strength. Promises that give us hope. Hope during hard times. Hope in a storm. And hope even after death. The Bible has wonderful promises. However, I'd like to bring your attention to one particular promise, which is of great significance. This promise has been repeated over and over again in Scripture. It's a promise that's been delivered by different people throughout the Bible, including Jesus himself. And all of them, although different speakers, caught in different situations, they all spoke the same promise. Apostle Paul spoke this promise in Hebrews 10 verse 37, when he said, For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come, and will not tarry. Then John the Apostle spoke this same promise, in 1 John 3, verse 2, where the Bible reads, Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. Even the angels have also spoken this promise, because in Acts 1, verses 10 through 11, when Jesus was ascending to heaven, the Bible reads, and while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. But the most important person to have spoken this promise, it was Jesus himself. In John 14, Verses 1 through 3, we can read this. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. So my message to you is simple and clear. Jesus Christ is coming back. Yes, he is coming back. 
Now let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your wonderful and beautiful promises. Thank you for giving us as your children promises that we can hold on to, promises that can encourage us, promises that can uplift us. Thank you, Father. And Lord, I pray that I'll be ready when you return. I pray that I may be found practicing righteousness. May my heart be found with an intense obsession for Jesus Christ. Lord, let my soul be found to be burning for the Son of God. When you return, Lord, should I be alive to be caught up in the sky before you've called me home? I pray that you will find me to be a faithful servant, a loyal servant, one that shuns away every idol offered by this world. And Lord, I really do believe with all of my heart and soul that you died and rose again. I believe with all my heart that you are going to return, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, help me so that I will not be distracted by this world. Help me never to become too comfortable in this world, but instead, I pray for the strength and resilience to fight the good fight of faith. Your word in Revelation 16 verse 15 says, Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. Oh, Father, help me to stay awake. Lord, help me to be awake to the knock of Christ. I pray that my heart would not be hardened to the call of Christ, but instead may I be receptive to your voice, Lord. I want to be a believer who takes heed to your voice. May I take heed to the instruction in your word. I pray that I may be on guard against anything that aims to to mislead or deceive me. Father, keep me guarded against being led astray by false prophets or false teachers. I pray that the Holy Ghost would help me discern truth from deception. And Father, above all else, I pray that I would be someone who pleases you. Father, I understand that it's sin that separates us from you. You are a holy God who cannot be in the presence of sin. So I repent, Lord Jesus. Purge my heart of all sin. Remove and expel any longing for unholy things in my life, Lord. Purify my heart, Jesus. For your word says in 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14, If my people, who are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and heal their land. I turn to you, Lord Jesus. I crave your presence. I require your presence in my life as a necessity as the clock ticks and edges closer and closer to your return, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray for wisdom like Solomon so that I may be able to navigate this life, so that I may be a positive and godly influence to my family and my friends. Lord, make me a better person. Refine the impurities in my heart, God. Give me divine peace deep within my spirit and soul. Help me not to be restless. Holy Ghost, help me not to fear even when things all around me appear to spiral out of control. I declare that even though my life may bring its challenges, my God will see me through. My God will supply all of my needs. I pray that my life may continue to exalt you and may my life lift up your holy name. I worship you, Lord, and I eagerly await your return. Father, I know that it's the day when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, be glorified now and forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray. 
Amen. As we mature as Christians and as we grow as believers in Christ, we need to understand that some difficulties, some problems, and some of the trials that we face, they're presented to us for a purpose. They're placed before us not to destroy us, but to build us, to strengthen us. And these challenges are placed before us so that we can overcome, so that we can inch closer and closer to the Lord, so that we can progress from strength to strength in faith. I believe that challenges can even be presented to us so that we can be that much more convinced, that much more sure and persuaded that we serve a living God, a powerful, miraculous, and wonder-working God. And there's a maturity that we need to have when we experience pain. Although it's unpleasant, although it's, it's not enjoyable, God will always use pain to ultimately serve a purpose. And you may be listening and thinking that it's easy for me to say all of this without knowing the true extent of your situation, all of which is true. However, may I remind you that they had to face something first and and then God intervened and then God showed his mind. Joseph, he had painful experiences with his family. Hannah, Hannah had a painful experience with barrenness. The woman with the issue of blood, blind Bartimaeus, the 10 lepers, They all had something to deal with, something that was painful. But the one thing that they all had in common is that when in pain, they turned to the Lord. They called on the name of Jesus. And this is what I'd like to encourage you to do today. Turn your pain over to Jesus. Don't feel it and grow bitter from it. Turn it over to Jesus. Turn your pain over to the Lord. Don't begin to lose faith, but rather turn your pain into action. Turn it into the action of praying, the action of meditating on God's word, the action of seeking the Lord, the action of worshiping God. Call out on his name. Now, there's a wonderful passage of scripture, which I'd like to encourage you to hold close to your heart. 2 Corinthians 1, verses 3 through 5. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. Take your pain. Take it to Jesus. Take your burdens to Jesus. And now let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I come seeking your face today, seeking your presence today. Lord, your word says in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And so... Here I am, Lord. I have come before you, before your throne. I give you all of my hurt. Lord, I give you all of my pain, my weakness, and my sorrow. God, I give to you everything that burdens me. And in exchange, I receive the rest and the comfort that you offer. You said in your word, Lord, that I will find rest for my soul in you. 
And I believe today that it is well with my soul. I declare today that it is well with me. It is well with my family. It is well with my home and my finances. I declare that it is well with me because I am in the Lord. It's Jesus who goes ahead of me. He's the one who will be with me. He will not leave me nor forsake me. And I will not fear, nor will I be dismayed. So here I am, Lord. You know all of the areas that are hurting me. You know where I'm in pain, whether it's physically or emotionally. And I invite the Holy Spirit into my life. May he help me to release and let go of everything that is hurting me. Everything that hinders my growth and my development as a Christian. Lord, grant me healing from all forms of pain. And Father, I pray that you would give me the hope and courage each day to persevere and remain strong. Though I may experience pain and challenges, help me to realize that they are all opportunities for me to find out more about you and your power. Lord, I know you see my pain and you know my hurt. And God, I trust that you'll comfort my soul and make me whole again. I pray that you'll help me to remain patient. For everything you do, you do according to your perfect timing. You are never late, nor too early. Your word in Job 5 verse 11 says, He sets on high those who are lowly, and those who mourn are lifted to safety. I believe in you, Lord. You are a God who can bring good even in the midst of a painful situation. Everything that happens is for your glory to be seen. Lord, I know that you know how much I can endure. You've given me strength and not weakness. And I confess that I am made strong in the name of Jesus Christ. I will continue believing in you and believing in your power always. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so I will continue in prayer. I will continue to be patient. I will continue to await your deliverance with a heart full of gratefulness. I refuse for my heart to grow weary and cold, but instead I turn to you and I ask for you to guide my steps. Guide my steps forward in your direction, Lord. I believe, Lord, that you have heard my prayer and you will answer in your own perfect timing. I will cling to your promises, and I'll praise you through all of the good and through all of the bad. To you alone be all glory, God. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that I pray this prayer. Amen. Psalm 73 verse 26 says, My flesh and my heart may fail, But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Other translations say, But God is the rock and strength of my heart and my portion forever. I thank God for scriptures like these, because just like me, I'm sure each of us, when we've gone through certain things in life, when we've faced difficulties or challenges, If you're anything like me, then you've gone through that situation trying to figure out exactly how will this work out for my good. We as people often want all of the details. We often want to know, Lord, if you're going to make a way out for me, how exactly are you going to do it? At precisely what time will you come to be my rescue? 
How long will I have to go through this before things actually start turning around for my good? And we do this because naturally as people, we don't want our flesh or our heart to fail. We instead want to be strong, to be able. However, the mistake in wanting to know all of the details and the mistake in wanting to be strong and able is that you are relying on yourself instead of Jesus Christ. The emphasis should be on the Lord, not on you knowing everything. Trusting in the Lord means that I may not know all of the details, but one thing that I do know is that my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I may not understand everything, Things may not make sense, but I do know that my heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the rock and strength of my heart and portion forever. Think of it as though you are on a boat, and on this boat, you are on the wave called life. This wave has its ups and downs. There are moments where the sun is out and everything is peaceful. However, there are other moments where you encounter a storm. Now, during a storm, the unfortunate thing with many believers is that we become so fixated on the rain, on the thunder and lightning, that we forget who's on the boat with us. We forget that the one who is on the boat with us will never fail. We often forget during a storm that God is the strength of our hearts and our portion forever. And so I would like to encourage you to change your mindset, shift your perspective and activate your faith. You may not have all the answers. In fact, you may have more questions than answers, but hold on to Psalm 73 verse 26. This is the only answer you need, because the Bible says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Let God be your strength. Let Him be the calm in your storm. Let him be the peace in your heart. Now let us pray. Lord Jesus, may you get all the glory in my life. Teach me to be more patient. Teach me, Lord, to be more reliant and trusting in you. I believe that when I face difficulties and when I face challenges in life, you will be my rescue. I believe that when I am in deep waters, you will stay true to your word in Isaiah 43 verse 2, which says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Holy Spirit, help me and teach me, so that before I go anywhere else searching for solutions, before I look anywhere else for answers, let me seek the counsel of the Lord. Let me search the word of God first, because in Jesus I have a God who moves mountains and speaks calm to every storm. In Jesus I have a God who performs miracles, a God who can make a way where there seems to be no way. Lord, your word says in Psalm 73, verse 27 to 28, For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near God.
I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. Lord, it is good for me to draw near to you. It's good for me to make you my refuge, because in you I will find strength. In you I will find preservation and comfort. So I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that I am equipped with everything I need to survive this storm. Lord Jesus, you will never give me more than I can bear, and you have already made a way to victory available to me. So I declare that in the name of Jesus Christ, I am more than a conqueror. I will overcome this test, this difficulty, or this trial in my life. Although my physical eyes might not see it yet, I believe that in you, Lord Jesus, I will have victory. Although my heart and flesh may fail, I declare God's word, which says that I have overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of my testimony, I confess and declare that there is power in the blood of Jesus. And so I ask, Father, that you go before me, Lord. Although I may face things that leave me with more questions than answers, I will continue to look to you. A God who has said in Deuteronomy thirty-one verse eight. It is the Lord who goes before you; He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Lord Jesus, I will continue to trust in you, to trust in your word. Your will is divine, and it overrules my own will. Your plans are just, and they are better. Than anything I could ever imagine, and so I bless your name. I relinquish all control and give you the glory, honor, and praise forevermore. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Colossians three fifteen says, "And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts." To which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. I want to focus on these last three words, and be thankful. Are you thankful? Are you thankful when you wake up in the morning? Are you thankful before you go to sleep at night? I mean, are you really thankful? Are you thankful for your health, for the food on your plate? Think about it. Are you thankful? Perhaps I should phrase my question in a different way. Has the Lord done anything for you that you should be grateful for? Have you seen the hand of God move and act on your behalf in such a way that you should be thankful? Now, if I may give you a simple piece of advice when it comes to being grateful. If you and I fail to be thankful for what God has done for us, then perhaps we should be thankful for what God has not done to us. And here's what I mean by that: Should we not be thankful for all the times that God has forgiven us? Instead of punishing us, He decided to love us. Saints, be thankful for what God has not done. He hasn't made us pay the price for our own sin. No, no, He sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to pay the price for our sin. Be thankful for what God has not done. He has not forsaken us, despite the many times that we have ignored His calls and opted to sin instead of subjecting our flesh. God has not answered. Every single prayer request, because in His mercy, He knew that some of the things we prayed for 
those things would have actually brought more harm than good in our lives. And so it was merciful and loving of him not to answer every prayer request. You see, we ought to praise God. We ought to thank him for what he has decided not to do or not to give us. Because if he gave us everything we deserved, then I am sure, I'm certain that I deserve to be condemned. I deserved to be accused and rejected because of the many sins that I have committed. But oh, I thank God that he doesn't always give me what I deserve. I deserve condemnation. But the Bible says in Romans 8 verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I have received grace instead of punishment. That is reason enough to be thankful. No, it's not always the blessings that we should only be thankful for. Thank him for the strength that you gained through your struggles. Thank the Lord for the times you felt alone and isolated from the world because it's actually in those times that you learned how to fully trust in Jesus. And so I encourage you, oh, I encourage you to be thankful. Be thankful always. Father, I come before you today with a heart full of thanks. I want to thank you that I am alive and well. I thank you for blessing me and allowing me to see another day, to live and rejoice another day. And Father, I thank you that I'm fit and I'm healthy. I'm blessed with a family to surround me. God, I ask for your mercy and for your blood to wash me clean. Lord, I pray that you would keep me safe. I ask that you will protect me against the evil one. May you please surround me with a hedge of protection. Your word says in 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 3, But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. And Father, I believe that you are indeed faithful and your word is true. I do believe, Lord, that you will strengthen me. I do believe that you will protect me and my family from the evil one. Father, in this world that we live in, we're surrounded by so many earthly things. Things that fight for our attention and things that distract us. We're exposed to all sorts of things on a daily basis, but I pray today, Lord, that you may help us guard our hearts. Help us guard our eyes and our ears from these ungodly things. Lord, help us to be diligent so that we may not be left vulnerable to sin of every kind. Give us the strength, the grace to remain strong in faith, looking unto you, the author and finisher of our faith. I pray that you will surround us, Lord, with your strength and your might. May you shelter us and hide us under the shadow of your wings. Lord, protect our minds from the darkness of this world and protect our hearts from the evil one's snares. Strengthen us to resist the temptation of this world. Give us the boldness to resist the devil so that he might flee from us. Lord, your word says in Isaiah 41 verse 10, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And God, because of that, I declare that I will not live in fear. I declare that the works of the enemy will not prevail in my life. I declare that my family and children are covered by the blood of Jesus and nothing will by any means harm us because you, Lord Jesus Christ, will strengthen us and uphold us with your righteous hand. May your Holy Spirit continue to guide us and may your angels walk with us wherever we go. 
May you strengthen us, Lord, with the power of your might. Dress us with your armor so that we can stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Lord, as much as I am aware of the opposition that I will come up against as a believer, I also know the power that I have access to when I call on the name that is above every other name. That's the name of Jesus. Psalm 5, verse 11 says, But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. I rejoice and put my trust in you, Lord, because I know that you will protect me. I refuse to let fear control me, for I am covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are my keeper. You are my shepherd and you are the Prince of Peace. Father, I speak the peace of the Lord upon my life and I bless your holy name. It's in Jesus' name that I pray this prayer. Amen. Like every living person on this earth, I've experienced good days and bad days. I've had days where I've been strong, days where I feel as though I can mount up with wings like an eagle, days where I pray and feel as though I could touch the gates of heaven. 10 minutes would go by, 20 minutes would go by, and it would still feel as though I'm just getting started. These are the days I feel like a giant slayer. I feel empowered by the Holy Spirit. But then there are other days. Days where if I try to pray, it feels like I'm next to a brick wall and my words just keep bouncing off and going nowhere. There are days where I feel as though surely God cannot forgive me again. You know the kind of days where you feel weighted down. You feel as though sin has left a stain, a mark on you that can't be removed. Yes, I've been through days where I felt as though God wouldn't want to save someone like me with all my issues and the sin I struggle with. And it's this issue of struggling with sin that I want to talk about. Have you ever had that feeling where every time you think you're on the right track or on the right path, here comes something, here comes temptation, here comes sin trying to derail you and knock you off the right path? However, I'm glad that the Bible says in Romans 7 and 15, for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. And then Romans 7 verse 18 and 19 says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. It's astonishing that the Apostle Paul, Paul, a servant of the Lord, a man who God performed miracles through, he is opening up about this struggle with sin, the same struggle with sin that I face. He must have had his good days, days when he was strong and could cast out demons in the name of Jesus or lay hands on the sick and heal them, but this very same Paul also had bad days where he felt like he took one step forward and two steps back. But here's the thing. Proverbs 24, 16 says, For the righteous falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. You see, though we struggle with sin, we can only overcome in Jesus. Though we fall, We can only get back up with the help of the Lord. Though we may indeed stumble, it is in Jesus that we have steady ground. Now let us pray. 
Lord Jesus. Thank you for being there for me always. Thank you for being the only one I can count on. You've blessed me in my good days, and you've been a friend to me during my bad days. Thank you for being my anchor each time that I've felt as though life is spinning out of control. Thank you for being there, Lord, each time I've fallen. It's by your grace that I've been able to get back up. It's by your mercy and love that I've found the strength to rise again each time I've fallen. Your word says in Micah 7 verse 18, Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. Who is a God like you? There is none who is like you. You have been so kind to forgive my wickedness. I am so privileged that you are patient with me. I am so glad that you are a God who does not retain his anger forever. Father, there are days where I, I feel strong, strong in faith, strong in prayer. But I also go through days where I struggle to believe, where I struggle to pray. Father, during those days, I pray that the Holy Spirit would be my strength. May He strengthen me. May He help me to fight through those difficult days. I desire to be consistent, consistent in my prayer life, consistent in my faith, consistent in my daily pursuit of You, Lord. I pray that I would be so fixed on you, Jesus, that I would have no desire to pursue the things of this world. I refuse to be attracted or enticed by the lust of the flesh or the lusts of this world. Lord, help me to keep my desires away from anything ungodly and everything corrupt in this world. In the name of Jesus, I pray that my mind would always be focused on heavenly things rather than anything here on this earth. I pray that the way I live my life, Lord, would be pleasing to you. May I be a person of integrity who lives their life with the fear of the Lord. Yes, you have given me a free will, but may your will be placed above mine. I pray that the Holy Spirit would be the one to guide me, to speak to me, and to convict and challenge me. Lord, you have given me the freedom to choose how I want to live my life, and I choose to live under the governance of the Word of God. I choose to live and walk on the narrow road that leads to eternal life. I choose to live a life that is led by the fear of God, a life that is led by faith instead of fear. I choose to live a life that glorifies you. A life that is indicative of someone who has been radically transformed by the saving power of Jesus Christ. Father, I praise you. I declare Psalms 95 verse 1 to 3 which says, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. Be praised for the rest of my days, Lord. You are worthy of all glory. I worship you. In your hands resides all the power on heaven and on earth. And so I submit. I lay down my life for you, Father. I desire to be wrapped in your steadfast love. I pray that your presence would always be strong and rich around me and around my home. I pray that you would find my heart to be full of faith and burning brightly for you. May you find me, Lord, to have a heart that is full of trust and reliance in you. Lord, I pray that I may never be too busy for you. May I never be too tired to pray and give you thanks. 
I pray that my heart would never be too busy for your word. My heart certainly finds rest and comfort in you because you are an unfailing God. Be glorified now and always. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let me tell you something. If you didn't know already, your words, they matter. If you read the book of James, you'll find that it mentions the power of words. In fact, in chapter 13, it says, the tongue also is a fire. Think about that. A fire. Why? Why would a tongue be likened to a fire? You see, what James is trying to tell us is that the same fire that brings warmth to the house is exactly the same fire that can burn that house down. What kind of fire are your words igniting up? What kind of fire are your words lighting up? What kind of fire are you speaking? What flames come out of your mouth? You see the thing about our words? Once they ignite, they ignite hope, ignite healing, ignite joy and love. Words have impact when you speak. Words can hit someone and destroy them emotionally without you ever touching that person. But words also have life. And child of God, learn how to speak. Learn how to declare. Indeed, only God can speak and create, but God has also spoken several promises in the Bible. And as a believer, we can speak those promises into existence concerning our lives. God says, if it aligns itself with my will, if you speak it in my name, if you believe and have faith that I can, then your words can move things in the spiritual realm. Prayers can be answered. When words are spoken in line with the will of God, with the word of God, then healing will happen. Marriages will be restored. Ideas will become a reality. Generational curses are broken. God tells us in his word that the tongue has incredible power. When you use words the right way, they have the power to move mountains. And equally, if you misuse your words, if you speak without being mindful of your words, they can cause your entire life to go up in smoke. We are told repeatedly in the word of God to be mindful of our words. 1 Peter 3.10 For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Colossians 4 and 6 Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Ephesians 4.29 Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Proverbs 10.19 In the multitude of words sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. Proverbs 15.4 A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs 21.23 Those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. Over and over again, the Bible repeatedly tells us in different ways the same message. Words matter. Your words matter. But... I really want to focus on one particular verse. Proverbs 18:21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And before we go any further, remember that God himself spoke the universe into existence. Now we are not God, but we are children of God. And by that virtue, we have been told to ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened. We have been told that life and death is in the power of the tongue. We've been told that a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Repeatedly, we too have the message that we can speak things into existence concerning our own lives 
and in line to the many promises of God, but start speaking the word of God upon your circumstances. If it's a promotion you want, start saying, I am the head and not the tail. God, please promote me. If it's a skill you need, start saying, I can do this because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you begin to speak the word of God audibly, repeatedly, you will constantly be hearing the word of God. And that is when faith comes. So if I keep speaking, Romans 8, verse 37, I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. If I keep speaking, Deuteronomy 28, 13, the Lord has made me the head, not the tail. Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that's in me than he who is in the world. If I repeatedly declare the word of the Lord, I hear it. My faith grows. My belief grows. My thought life begins to change because I'm meditating on the word of God. When we are speaking the word of God, we are not just saying feel good sentences. The word of God is living. It's true and it's powerful. When we speak his word into our own lives, that's when we can begin seeing the power of words. Secondly, Speaking the word of God brings life. The Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. So our tongue is capable to speak life to situations we face, to people we interact with, to the children we raise. A great example is that if you ask people what has caused the most pain in their life, you will find that the words spoken to them or about them by someone who they loved or trusted had more of an effect than any physical pain they may have ever felt. That's because words can touch emotions and anything that can move you emotionally is capable of having a lasting impact on your life. For one student, a teacher telling him that he'll never amount to be anything would lead him and motivate him to be a successful entrepreneur, all because those words hurt and they lit a fire inside that impacted that person's future. That same teacher can say those same words to another student and that student will never amount to anything because they give up and believe those words. Words can have lasting effects on people. Your words can speak life into your own situation. If you're facing an illness, tell yourself that by his stripes, I am healed. Jesus has come to give me life and life more abundantly and you will see that your faith grows Amen, saints. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We say hallelujah because the Bible says that hallelujah is the highest praise. Heavenly Father, we give you honor. We give you glory and we give you praise. So, saints, until next time, bless the name of the Lord. Amen. hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. If you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry, you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button. Or you can cash out the ministry at dollar sign Dr. Kamla D. That is at dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D. And donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D, serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord, in peace 
and love. I thank each of you for tuning in, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out. <laughs>